How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Detroit Nightmare Podcast. Today, I'm going to go ahead and preview Cardinals-Lions this Sunday, 425 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. It should be a good one. I think uh, this game will be a lot closer than people think. Um, it is the 2-0 Arizona Cardinals, who have looked really, really good as of late in this early season. Their offense has been dynamic. Their defense has been way better than it was last year and previous years. And they go up against the 0-2 Detroit Lions, who have looked the exact opposite. Offense hasn't looked good. Defense has looked like, if not the worst in the whole NFL. And, I mean, we'll see what happens, but you're talking Arizona. They have the 6th-ranked offense, 7th-ranked defense, while the Lions have the 17th-ranked offense and the 28th-ranked defense. But we're getting Kenny Galladay back. He went through a couple practices this week, and he looks like he might be a go. Desmond Trufant is out for the second straight day. He was out on Wednesday, and he's out today. Um, and it doesn't look like he'll be going. Justin Coleman's still on IR there. I think he's eligible back again right after the bye week, if I'm not mistaken. Hunter Bryant practiced yesterday. I don't think he practiced today. And the big news coming out of Allen Park this morning is that the Lions are working out former Patriot, former Colt, defensive end, Jabal Sheard. And I think that'd be a great addition. I mean, it can't hurt. There's no lineman getting any pressure. There's no defense that's, you know, stopping the run. We're not stopping the pass. It's a a collective disaster right now on defense. So, I mean, it can't hurt bringing in Sheard there. Um, He can go opposite. Trey Flowers, who also has not looked good to start off the season. But, I mean, we'll see where it goes. I mean, the Cardinals are averaging 170 rush yards per game this season, which is the fifth most in the NFL, and the Lions are allowing 204 rush yards per game, which is the most in the NFL. So that combination can't be good either way. So trying to get maybe Jamal Sheridan here as fast as you can, maybe trying to get him acclimated. He's used to system. They were there together in New England for a while, and um, and getting, like I said, getting Galladay back should help out our offense. Their defense has been pretty good. Uh, Simmons, on the other hand, uh, their draft choice for this past year hasn't looked good. He got burned in the first game of the season, uh, and, and Okuda, for us, hasn't looked good either. I think um, in that first game, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say that, you know, he, he looked like a very bad corner, and is that signifying what Okuda will be for the rest of his career? Absolutely not. I think Okuda is still going to be a fantastic cornerback. Uh, it's just you kind of wanted to see more out of him that first week. And he was lined up against Devontae Adams, but he wasn't lined up against him for the whole game. He was only lined up for a little bit of the time. He was lined up against Scatling for almost the second half of that game, and he got burned a few times. Will Harris hasn't looked good at all. And and the whole, you know, report that's going out, snap count's coming out that, you know, Tracy Walker is being outsnapped by Will Harris. And there's no real, you know, justification of that. I don't understand why somebody like Will Harris, who is not at all better than Tracy Walker, he's getting, you know, he's outsnapping Tracy Walker. So we'll see where that one goes. I think, listen, I think this game is very, very pivotal. And every single game is pivotal for the Lions now. 
and, and it has been. That Chicago game was brutal. I mean, you had that game one. You could have been one and one right now. Instead, you're zero and two. That game against Green Bay furthermore irritated a lot of people and kind of you know made the season look almost bleak. I mean, losing forty-two twenty-one to Green Bay is not the best way you want to go out in that game. So now it is what it is. The Lions sit here at zero and two. They're facing a two and zero Arizona Cardinals and. Us as fans, we're going to keep coming back and watching this product because this is the team that we love. We love watching the Detroit Lions. We love waking up on game days and and tuning in and seeing if our team can finally win games, if our team can finally do anything, and hopefully this could be the week. So you're also talking about that that Cardinals defense is is very, very good this year. They're allowing 17.5 points per game this season, which is the second fewest in the whole NFL. And they allowed 27.6 last year, which was the fifth most in the NFL. And I truly think that, you know, Arizona is going to be determined and, and, and looked at with their offense because of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and uh, uh, Fitz and, and everybody there. But if you really look at their defense, they've been fantastic too. Now, do I think that this defense is going to hold up all year? No. I expect their offense to be a whole lot better. I don't think that... They've been the greatest on offense. They've been really good on offense, but Kyler Murray has thrown a couple of passes, and you got to think of it. This is DeAndre Hopkins' first year in Arizona. He was with Houston last year. They had no, you know, real off-season program to gel together, and they seem like that they've already gelled together. So it's a scary sight to see, and I hope the Lions are going to be able to contain this Cardinals team from, you know, scoring 30 points, 35 points. I think Green Bay's in a class of its own on offense, but if Chicago, whose offense is nowhere near Arizona's or Green Bay's, and they put up 27 on you, Green Bay put up 42 on you, let's just say Arizona's somewhere in between there, are they putting up 35? Because I know Matt Stafford and the Lions' offense isn't putting up 35. It makes matters even worse. Matt Stafford has only averaged 239 pass yards in his career versus Arizona, which is the fourth fewest versus any opponent. We haven't faced Arizona that often. It's not like we're facing them every season. No, like you, you go into every week a little bit more optimistic um, that, hey, maybe the Lions will figure it out, and then comes game day, and, and you're, you're depressed. You're stressed all over again. And, um, I mean, you really look at this game versus Arizona. It's not like we're facing, you know, an easier team. This team is 2-0. and Their quarterback, Kyler Murray, has been phenomenal this year. I mean, entering week three this week, he has more – pass yards than Mahomes, he has more rush yards than Kamara, and he has more fantasy points than Elliott. I mean, that's ridiculous. He is a run threat. He is a passing threat. He's been accurate all year long so far in the first two games, and it's not like he fought an easy team in San Francisco and Washington. Those are two great defenses, and he shredded them the first two weeks. So, saying that he's against Detroit, who has been legitimately probably the worst defensive team going into week three, you know, that, that doesn't look good. All right, so instead of going all negative, I'm going to go ahead and speak about some positives that the Lions maybe have done over the first few weeks. You know, Jack Fox has looked fantastic, uh, punter for the Lions in his first year here. I think he's looked fantastic. I think he can honestly end up being an all-pro, one of the best punters so far, and it's the first couple of weeks, and there's still a lot to go. And and, and that's, you know, signifying of Brandon Combs, who's the Lions special team coordinator there. But um, he's looked fantastic. The run game's actually been way better than we thought. It's just that they sometimes will go away from the run. The Lions are 
only one of two teams to have three running backs with 15 plus touches this season. The only other team is the Rams, and they're two and zero. The run game is really working for them. I mean, you look at the first game of the year, AP kind of had a breakout game, um, and then you know. Swift had a couple good t- touches, and, you know, you have that drop uh, touchdown, but he still had a touchdown run there. And then the second game of the year, uh, last week against Green Bay, you saw on Johnson kind of, you know, break out a little bit. So hopefully we're able to stick to the run game. I think you need to keep Murray and the offense off the field. I think that's the only way you can possibly beat them. I think, you know, without looking ahead, I think the Saints don't look as good this year as they have in previous years, especially without Michael Thomas there. He's injured uh, as of right now. I mean, we'll see what happens with him by the time the Lions face him. But if you're able to, you know, maybe squeak out this game, you know, it's not going to be easy. The Lions are not going to dominate this game. If they're able to squeak out maybe a, a 30 to 27 win or a 31 to 27 win, Galladay's back. So that offense should be healthy and ready to go. The offensive line has looked great. If we're able to at least squeak out a win, you're talking about one and two. And I know we're thinking too far ahead of time, but Breeze and the Saints haven't looked fantastic. You could be going into the bye week two and two and everybody. And I mean, everybody would forget about those first two games. If you're going into the bye week two and two, and then you have an easier, lighter schedule to end the year. Teams against that you're against like Jacksonville, um, teams like you know the Carolina Panthers, a little bit of easier teams, Minnesota twice, who hasn't looked really particularly good at all. You face Chicago again, who I know they you know beat you in week one, but we know that we should have had that game. Um, teams like that, I think that the Lions could honestly be in a good position to go maybe eight and eight, nine and seven, and end the year off with maybe the seventh and final wild card spot. I mean, I know we're thinking too far ahead of time, but this game is way bigger than people think. Way bigger than people think. You win this game, you're one and two, you have some positivity in your locker room, you have that feeling that, hey, we won, we can do this to anybody, and especially against an Arizona team that looks pretty dominant, and at the end of the year, you might be talking about a team like Arizona, there could be some tie-breaking implications. I don't think they'll win the division, in my opinion, they're good, but I don't think they're good enough to win the division. I still think Seattle's going to win that division. Um, and Arizona could hold one of the play, uh, wild card spots there. So, I mean, Lions got to win this game. This could have tie-breaking implications and all that. So we'll see what happens there. Truly, the defense has got to step up. We have to get some pressure on Kyler Murray. You cannot allow him to just sit there in the pocket. I remember last year, and it was his rookie year. It was his first game of, uh, of his NFL career. But when we pressured him, it confused Murray. He was in the pocket. He got sacked a few times. Um... But truthfully, we, we do have to generate some type of pressure, and hopefully we do. Uh, the center, the DBs have to be better. Uh, Trufant is still going to be out, so Okuda is going to be back out there. And, and uh, my God, you know, talk about a gauntlet. You go from Adams to Hopkins, uh, probably two of the best wide receivers in the whole league. Uh, it's not going to get any easier. Amani has looked not that bad. Will Harris, they have to figure out something with him. I mean, you know, too many holding penalties there. Uh, he's bad in coverage. Uh, he got that penalty on, on uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling where he stepped out of bounds and he still, you know, hit him and on a defenseless receiver and he got that penalty called on him. So, listen, this team's got to be better. And, and, and I'm, I'm tired of this word, but it, it's true. You, you gotta execute better. You gotta be better mentally. You gotta be better physically. And, and, and the Lions need this win desperately. If you fall to 0 3, this is gonna be a disaster. It is going to be an utter disaster. You have three losses in the first three games. And, and I honestly think that Patricia would be one game away losing of being gone out of here, truthfully.
So. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and give some keys to the game and then go ahead and give my prediction and close it out here. So, obvious keys to the game is that you, you've got to generate pressure on Tyler Murray. I don't think you can allow him to sit in the pocket and just pick you apart. He has too many weapons. You're talking about, you know, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella. And you're not even talking about, in my opinion top three wide receiver in the league in DeAndre Hopkins. Our DBs cannot cover for that long. So how are you going to go man for most of the game? You just can't. You have to play zone. You have to generate clever blitzes. You have to pressure him. There's no possible way you're going to be able to just sit back and allow Kyler Murray time to find those receivers. Our DBs can't hold up. If we had, you know, Trufant, Coleman, Amani and, and, and Okuda and everybody was healthy, then maybe I could see us being able to hold their wide receivers. But Coleman's out on IR. Amani's look decent. Okuda did not look good at all last week. Tracy Walker's being outsnapped by Will Harris, who's looked awful. And Desmond Trufat looks like he's going to be out for this weekend as well again. You cannot expect those DBs to hold they're wide receivers. You just cannot. And, and you're talking about they have an air raid system. Uh, they're expected to throw it most of the time. They're expected, you know, play the shotgun for Kyler Murray, uh, throw it, throw it, throw it over and over and over again. And he will pick apart your defense. I mean, just look at in his rookie year, in his first game of the year, he picked apart the Lions defense in the final quarter and it led to a tie. If he did that in, in his first game of the season, tying us, what's he going to do this week when he has all the weapons around him now. So that's the most important thing, in my opinion, is you have to generate some clever blitzes. You have to generate pressure on Arizona for you to hold their offense from scoring at least 30 points. The other key to the game is you have to score points. The defense is going to get talked about, and rightfully so. They put up 42 points on us in Green Bay. Chicago put up 27 points on us. But the offense is not holding up. Going into the season, we thought this offense was going to be top five. You had so many weapons. You had Stafford back. You had Daryl Bevel's system year two. Carryon Johnson, AP was in there, Swift, Hawkinson. The O-line was going to be decent. The O-line has been fantastic, by the way. The O-line has been, that's something that I cannot knock, is that O-line. It has been fantastic in the run game especially. You are going to have Marvin Jones and Amendola back. You're going to have Kenny Galladay. Cephas is supposed to be a big part of your system, and he's looked pretty bright at, at some times. Agnew was converted to wide receiver, and they said that in the slot he looked good in camp. So we're not seeing the full Lions offense. And I think the offense could improve. They scored 24 points against Chicago, which was pretty good, but then they went ahead and scored 21 points against Green Bay. And, yeah, they were trying to catch up, so they were throwing the ball a lot. But, I mean – I talked about it in my game preview that I that I you know recorded on Monday. There is the offense cannot hold drives. The first couple drives looked magical. They went straight down the field and punched that football down Green Bay's throat. Carry on Johnson touchdown. Then the next uh, drive they went ahead and went straight down the field, and then Marvin Jones caught the touchdown. Then from then on, they didn't score for almost like two quarters. You cannot. Stop going to what you have been doing. Yeah, they stopped the run, you know, but you guys weren't going up the gut anymore. You guys started, you know, running on the edge a lot, going towards 
the Smiths a lot, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, and they were just stopping the run. They were loading the box on the run because they knew that there's no deep threat with Galladay. Amendola, you know, takes those like, small little routes there. Cephas was inexperienced. And then they had Jair Alexander just shut down Marvin Jones for the majority of the game. Hawkinson, they stopped going to him. I don't understand why they don't keep running the ball, being patient with it, and then thereafter start maybe going towards the shorter intermediate passes, play action at Hawkinson, Jones, Amendola. They've been going away from their game plan a lot. The offense has got to get way better if we expect to beat a team like Arizona. I mean, their defense is, is, I would say they're better than Green Bay's, not as good as Chicago's, but they're probably better than Green Bay's. Um, and, and, the offense has got to put up points. The defense has got to limit points. Uh, special teams has got to be good. Prater's missing field goals. He's missed two field goals the past couple of weeks, and they've been crucial field goals because in the Chicago game, if Prater hit that field goal, we would have been only a field goal away. We were already in field goal range to kick a game-winning field goal. And then against Green Bay, he missed a field goal after before the half, excuse me, and he would have tied it 17-17. So um, special teams has got to be better. My third and final key to the game is I need to see this team have some heart. They usually do have a good amount of heart against Chicago. They kind of started feeling deflated against Green Bay. They just came out so flat. After that halftime, when they allowed that 75-yard touchdown, I felt like they were not competitive for the rest of the game. I need to see some heart out of this team. I need to see them play with some urgency. Play aggressive on offense and on defense. Play like you're down and you're trying to catch up and close out the game if you get the chance. If you're in the fourth quarter and you're up 24-17, close out the game. Keep your foot on the gas pedal. Run the ball just to set up the play action and set up some shot passes down the field. You're going to get Galladay back, it looks like. Injury report will come out later on today in the afternoon usually. But you have to be aggressive and you have to close the game out. This team is in a desperate, desperate need for a win. 0-3 seems like six games back of what 1-2 and would be. For your confidence, for your season, and for more importantly, Patricia and Bob Quinn's jobs, you have to win the game this weekend. So I'm going to go ahead with my prediction. At the beginning of this episode, I said that this game will be a lot closer than people think. I think Green Bay is, is at this point in, in this part of the season a superior team. I thought we should have beat Chicago. We should have been 1-1 one one right now, but that's neither here or there. I think this team will be a lot closer. I'm going to go ahead and say Detroit wins, and trust me when I say this, this is the last time I'm picking Detroit to win if they do not actually come out and win. Or if they get blown out. I'm going to go ahead and say 31-27 Lions. I think bringing Galladay back. I think Hawkinson's there and Stafford's there. Third game of the year here after the injury. I think they should all gel. And I think this, this offense will put up points here. And I think the defense will do just enough to barely eke out a victory there. And the Lions will go 1-2 and two and with a 31-27 win. So I'm going to go ahead and post this up on my Twitter. Uh, this is available on Anchor, which is what I'm recording off of right now. It'll also be available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and yes, now it's available on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is just search in all those 
uh, different apps. Go ahead and search my uh, podcast name, Detroit Nightmare Podcast. And it would be much appreciated if you guys could uh, follow me on Twitter at D-E-T Nightmare. I post a lot on Twitter there. That's usually where I have most of my happenings. So if you go ahead and uh, follow me on there, that would be much appreciated. I'll go ahead and uh, shoot you guys a follow back there. Um, but whatever you listen off of, please subscribe and rate it a five stars. Uh, I'm going to keep uh, posting some podcasts here every Monday and every Thursday. Mondays will be the game recaps of the previous game. Then Thursdays will be the game previews. But thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.